Catch me outside. Have a day. Have a day. Good morning, good day, and good evening. And good night. Good night. That was weird. <laughs> it was very enunciate, like, and, and good, good night. night. Good night. Welcome. Welcome. To the Insomnia Report. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Margot. And this is episode 20. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Our wild card episode. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? I say this every time. I don't know. Who knows? It could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs> That's why it's a wild card. Like, really, yeah. there. I was thinking about this. and like, what if I talk about this? And like, no, that could be a, a, like a different category or like a different yeah. element. But it's like, there's no rules. Like, no. we made the rules. We, Who's to say? The rules are imaginary. Exactly. Just like money. Or what's that show? Whose line is it anyway? Like, the yeah. points don't exist. Yeah. The rules don't matter or something. Everything is made up. Everything. We could go, we could spiral down this. That is actually what we're talking about today. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. If this is your first episode with us, welcome. If you have listened before, welcome back. We're so happy you're here. Really, it means so much. Staying up with us. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're starting your day with us, or if this is your afternoon snack, I don't know. Or if you listen to us while (laughs) you're cleaning. Yeah. Or, you know. Shout out to all all of you for being here if you're still here by now <laughs> anyway oh, yes. they've turned it off <laughs> all right well it, it was a good run <laughs> we made it to 20 um cool yeah i can't yeah. believe it's already been 20 we started this in october i know it's amazing how time works like because i have no concept of time right of everything is like yeah yesterday but also a year ago and Right. I don't know. Like March is in a week and I'm not okay with that yet. Yeah. And also I feel I only know time based on how my body temperature feels. Mm. Like I'm like, oh, I'm really cold and sad. So it must be winter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Or we could be excruciatingly warm. We haven't hit that point yet. Not yet. Obviously, because it's still February. Right. Uh, when Elizabeth and I first moved into our apartment, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it was before we bought AC units for our windows. And it was so hot in the summer that I couldn't sleep. So I got out of bed and I stuck my head in the freezer for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. I was like, if you walk into the kitchen for whatever reason, <laughs> just let me. Anyway. I used to take the kitchen towels and fill them with ice cubes and put them around my neck. Yeah. When I was going to sleep. We're trying to be innovative here. So Yeah. Seasons. It, what a concept. <laughs> also not what we're talking about today. But <laughs> uh, do you want to tell me about your week? What's been keeping you up? Yeah. I don't know. Work is also really busy for me this week, mm. which is kind of switched. Yeah. Um, how the turns have tabled wow (laughs) (laughs) let's see one of my friends is moving away sad kirsten avid listener she gave us murray good friend she gave us the candle murray she's moving to a different state so i'm helping her this weekend to move and um i'm at a loss of things to talk about okay i mean that's all (laughs) for what's kept me up well what did i what have i been doing i don't know you had book club oh actually (laughs) yeah my book club has kept me up because i had it it's a virtual book club on sunday and i'm a chronic procrastinator and (laughs) i read the entire book the night before and stayed up till 4 a.m proud of you it was really good it's called Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Highly recommend. Gave me a little bit of a crisis, but in the best possible way. So, good. Yes. That Books. was a good we love book reading. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know how to read. But, <laughs> what about you? If you have a night. <laughs> On the contrary, like my report presentation thing was last week and it went pretty well. 
So that was a huge weight lifted off of me, which was cool. I just haven't been able to sleep super soundly lately. Like, not any reason in particular. It's just I can't fall asleep. And when I do fall asleep, it's not like a deep sleep, which is Mm. annoying because I am really tired. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, can't really can't really complain yeah. a whole lot. I, I know I say work's busy every week, but, you know, based on how busy I have been, if to, this week feels like a cakewalk. Good. Yeah. Knock on wood. Knock on everything. I swear to God. Like, tomorrow's going to be, like, I'll be <laughs> in tears again. It's fine. Oh. Okay. Got some sound effects ASMR on that match. All right. Do you want to tell me something wild? I will. This is probably the truest, most authentic wild card I will ever cover because it it covers various supernatural topics all in one. Ooh, like a grab bag. Yeah, basically. Like I a, love that. You never know. The, it's the prize in the Cracker Jack box. You, you don't mm. know what's going to be there. You got paranormal. You got UFOs. You got cryptids. Oh wow! It's cryptid. like a it's like a pawn shop. You know, like you want it, you got it. Make me an offer. I would like a Bigfoot, please. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go. So today I will be taking you to a cattle ranch in northeast Utah. It stretches about 500 acres in a region called the Utah Basin. It is said to be one of the most intensely reported paranormal hotspots in history. That would happen in Utah. It, right. Because <laughs> what happens in Utah? I don't even yeah. know. It's so, a great place. It's a great yeah, place. Never, I, have I been? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. So meet Terry and Gwen Sherman. Terry is a cattle rancher and breeder, and they found this property for a steal. So they were really surprised to see that the ranch had been vacant for about seven years prior, given the amount of land that they were on. You know, they were on 500 acres, and they found that this would be a great way for Terry to expand his cattle business so he could, you know, get more animals or or do more on the land. And let it be known that if you're buying a property and it's a good deal, that should always be a red flag. It's haunted. And anything I've ever seen about any movie it's like oh it was too good to be true or like i found out someone died here but it's okay it was like 50 percent off it's like nope Mm -hmm. don't do it Mm -hmm. when when was this they moved in summer of 1994 okay so terry gwen their teenage son and 10 year old daughter moved in they quickly noticed that things seemed sort of off for one thing They noticed that on the doors to the house, there were up to five deadbolts on a single door. Oh, no, no, no. Inside and outside. No. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Already. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. The doors are locked. Our doors are locked. I checked. (laughs) (laughs) And there was also, against like a wall, a bunch of large chains that would be to hold up like a bunch of large dogs at bay. Which was also dogs? Yeah, like, you know. Oh, what? I guess, like, against a wall, there was, like, you know, chains in place that were installed to, like, you know, keep dogs there. Oh, okay. It didn't really elaborate more. It was just, like, something weird that they noticed when they did the initial walkthrough or or something. (laughs) They saw all the deadbolts (laughs) and weren't, like... (laughs) deterred (laughs) i guess like you know either terry or gwen was like honey we have to it's such a deal like the kids will look at all the like (laughs) land the kids can play on we can make a playground i don't know like it just needs some paint like it's fine yeah (laughs) what what is the term they use in all the design shows it has potential it's you know elbow grease you know you just gotta see past it's just like past the cosmetic and Mm. you know Just open up this wall. You'll be good. (laughs) Open concept. So one thing to note is when they signed their, they signed their paperwork and on the agreement, it was also noted that they were not allowed to dig on the property unless they got the prior owner's permission. Oh my God. 
which is also kind of weird. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Which is like, it's, what, what like I understand doing? it's like you got to get a, you know, city permit if you want to like make an extension, but like you can't sure. build. But like the previous owner's permission? Yeah. And like so weird. the previous owners were like an older couple that died. So I guess it was like the family. Wow. Anyway, super, super weird. I, I would have like asked my attorney about that one. Like, should I sign this? <laughs> The answer would be no, and I would sign it anyway and be like, whoops, <laughs> my pen slipped. Okay. <laughs> One day shortly after they moved in, they noticed a wolf hanging around. And obviously they were concerned because they didn't want it, you know, attacking their cattle or anything. But it approached them in kind of a calm way, and it was sort of just staring at them, which is super eerie, and I hate it. And they were, like, looking at this wolf, and within a second, the the wolf started attacking a calf. Baby cattle. cow. Yeah, baby cow. <laughs> it's, like, not my leg. Um, started attacking a calf. And then Terry grabbed a gun and shot the wolf, but it didn't seem affected by this at all. Wow. Like, so he shot it a few times. You know, it doesn't flinch. And then eventually, like, it did take off into the bushes and the family said afterwards a foul stench of something rotten lingered. Ooh. When they would go out to the pasture, they would find geometric impressions throughout the property. So w- some of them were big circles. One of them was a 30-foot triangle configuration. Like in the ground? Yeah. There was also one that was three feet wide and two feet deep, and the dirt was perfectly flattened. So it's not like, you know, something like kicked up the dirt or something. It was just like neatly pressed. What the heck was that old couple doing? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Terry also noticed that cattle were dying with no explanation. Oh, shit. It wasn't just, like, one or two. It was just, like, in multiple multiple times a week yeah. or a month. An abnormal amount. Yeah. It's like, okay, if one passes, okay. In Supernatural, that's how they know that demons are around, is their cattle deaths. Poor cows. <laughs> Additionally, as time went on, things started to get stranger than, you know, what else has <laughs> happened. <laughs> And they started seeing weird lights throughout the property. So they saw red lights, blue lights. No, it was not the police. Uh, (laughs) White boxy lights. And there were even lights so bright that it would light up the sky and the mountains like at nighttime as if it was day. What? Gwen had worked at a bank and one night she was driving home and a strange fiery light even followed her car all the way home. But it wasn't like another car or anything. It was just kind of like an anomaly following her. When Terry was out on the fields with his son and nephew, they heard what sounded like voices and they kind of played it off as maybe like a radio was echoing or like playing from the house. But then they realized it was coming from above them. Oh, my God. When they looked up, they could not see anything, and they could not understand what was being said, but they could tell that there were at least two voices. One was deep, and one was a little more high-pitched. And Terry yelled and said, we can hear you. And then there was a pause, followed by a deep laugh, and then it went quiet again. At this point, you move. (laughs) I know. It's been like like three (laughs) solid days, and we gotta go. When they heard that, their dog started to become incredibly like frantic and growling they started barking and then they like ran back to the house and they were like totally spooked and i would have been too yeah i would have been right there with the dogs i would have been like rawr, 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 no oh my god so shortly after they started seeing these lights they noticed that as i mentioned the the cattle started to die like randomly but they started to die in even weirder ways and i'm sorry in advance okay for this all right okay okay so, viewer discretion If you have a weak tummy. So they found one cow in the field with a hole in the center of its left eye. No, not the pupil, but like a perfect circled incision. 
And aside from the hole, there was no other signs that would have caused the death. There was no blood. There was no tracks. Nothing. Oh, my God. It's like eyelid was like cut open. Ah. And. No. Another cow was found in the exact same way with a hole again, but it also had a six-inch hole carved out of its rectum. So are aliens, like, probing them or something? Is that what this is? Like... I don't know. <laughs> oh, my I, God. What? I... Cute is mutilating cattle. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I am not sure, but the thing that was so strange about this is you know they would see a strange light prior to a death or they would like look over and see like a cow grazing and then they would go about like doing their chores or whatever and then five minutes later it would be mutilated what's more is you know this cow in this particular incident that they saw like grazing like hanging out and five minutes later it was like cored out and it had cuts of such surgical precision that there was no way it could have been like an animal attack and there was no blood anywhere what yeah it was like drained out oh (laughs) oh my god (laughs) this is so weird i know it's oh my god this is freaking me out okay i'm sorry no this is the point that's right (laughs) so each time that they found a cow they noticed that there was a chemical odor that lingered as well Additionally, cows just would go missing altogether. So they started being like falling over or like being mutilated. And now they're just like gone. I don't know if they were just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like, Bye. <laughs> see you later. But <laughs> um, they would call neighbors or like ride their horses around the property to just be like, did it like go off or like did someone steal it? And like there was no trace of, of the cows anywhere. And... In the winter, when there was a fresh dusting of snow, they found cow hoof prints that were, like, going in the pasture, and then they just, like, stopped, like, altogether as if, like, the cow disappeared. Like, oh my God. there was no, like, you know, cow by the footprints or anything, and it's yeah. not like it, you know, walked around. It's just, like, you know, walked, and it's, like, a cow isn't going to walk backwards and perfectly step into their... Is their it tracks being again. up or something. Exactly. Like the the stereotypical when you think of like a cow being abducted by <laughs> yeah. an alien, like just whoop. <laughs> so that was super, super weird. They even claimed that the family even claimed that they saw a ship size of several football fields. So naturally they like thought this was UFOs. Mm. And This area had been notorious for sightings and strange activities for many, many years prior to the Shermans moving in. So there were even records dating back from the early 1900s in an article that claimed people were, that were living in the area were hearing underground rumblings or explosions that sounded like thunder during the day, or they like woke up abruptly in the middle of the night. Whoa. Super weird. Um, And it's not like there was anything going on that, could be explained it was just so i mean maybe it could be argued that it was an earthquake or Mm. you know they did live by mountains so maybe there was a rock fall like slide or or something so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure but um that was like the first early weird article of the time more on that later kind of okay so the the shermans are being plagued by activity from seeing ufos to having their cows like die on them um even experiencing poltergeist-like activity so they said that they felt like they were constantly being watched or even saw what they've you know even saw what seemed to be eyes looking at them at night like through the windows or like people peeking or or things like that and there was like no one around and you know they live on 500 acres it's not like you know you're walking through Chicago and it's like, oh, someone's like behind a tree. It's like. Yeah. That's so stressful to like not feel safe in your own home. I know. I can't imagine. Ugh. So there was even a possibility of a Bigfoot sighting, which is why it's so oh. funny that you're like, was Bigfoot here? <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure it like said that in a couple of different articles, but I couldn't really find like a pinpoint yeah. or like an interview on it or anything um, specifically on, on Sasquatch, but <laughs> um, <laughs> around. all the other ones were in multiple articles. So just letting mm. you know that's out there. Maybe Thank Bigfoot's you. hanging around. So obviously they're at a point where they wanted to leave, but they were felt conflicted because they didn't want another family to go through these experiences either. Mm. So in June of 1996, they decided to open up about what had been going on and they were pretty reluctant because they didn't think people would believe them. And they also weren't like completely sure about what they were seeing. They were definitely sure things were happening. Like mm. there was no doubt about that, but... They, you know, I think with anything, people are like, what are people going to think of me? And Mm -hmm. that's, I guess, a common thing. And I don't blame them. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, The Bigfoot thing, I'm a little skeptical on. (laughs) They explain their accounts. And you can actually read the original article from the newspaper uh, from the Desert News, which was, I guess, their local paper or the paper within their area. And this sparked interest from a billionaire named Robert Bigelow. And Bigelow had recently invested great deals of money into UFO research. So he was like, okay, you know what? I'll take it off your hands. So this article was in late June. And by September, the deal was finalized. Wow. That's perfect for them. Uh, I know. But as part of the deal, (laughs) (laughs) okay, the Shermans filed a non-disclosure agreement which uh, stated that they couldn't make any further statements about the ranch or their experiences, which was kind of weird. Hmm. They also moved about 20 miles away, and they would also have um, Terry, like, help, like, with investigations or Mm. or be another account for it. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the agreement as well. So they had to, like, go back. I guess at least Terry did. I'm not sure, um, you know, how long he stayed, but I know that it was, he was also someone observing this going Mm -hmm. on as well. But they couldn't, it's interesting because I was trying to find, I'm like, okay, well, it's, you know, in the 90s, so it's not that, I could only find, you know, the articles, there's a, there's a lot of information about it. I'm like, oh, there must be an interview with them somewhere. I'm like, I can't find it anywhere. And mm. then like I read about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. interesting. So I don't know why that was part of the agreement. I guess it mm. was maybe so, you know, Robert could like pr- more so profit off of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if like that was his intent. But he had f- recently formed a group called the National Institute of Discovery Science, or NIDS. And he turned the ranch into kind of their their headquarters or their their lab. Is it a cult now? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they put a bunch of like keep out signs and, and yada yada. So it was basically, you know, the the new Area 51, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Right. Um, government, please don't. Follow me. I'm not. This is no. Um, I have nothing. In, no. Uh, <laughs> we don't know anything about. I don't. It. No. I don't. Um. <clears throat> so before I get into Bigelow, I want to kind of take a step back and look at the timeline a little bit more. I mentioned that there had been many years of sightings and strange activities. So I'm going to just lay out some different facts and theories for you. What you believe to be true or not is up to you. This kind of makes me like roll my eyes a little, um, but I think it is very interesting and I'm trying to be respectful in this, but uh, the ranch was originally called Sherman Ranch after the family, but it's also known as Skinwalker Ranch. For 15 generations, the area had been known by people, including Native American tribes such as the Utes, as the land of the Skinwalker. That's not suspicious at all. Right. Just wait. According to Navajo lore, a skinwalker is a malevolent being that has the ability to shapeshift. As it goes, the Ute tribe from this valley and the Navajo had a tense alliance together. The Utes sided with American military forces in the late 19th century, and the Utes helped 
force the Navajo people out of the area. So local lore suggests that the Navajo unleashed a skinwalker or a shapeshifter to kind of curse the land. Oh. So a skinwalker can change into any animal that would be able to help them, such as a wolf, the bear, a fox, an owl, so on and so forth. Additionally, if a skinwalker locks eyes with a human, it can control them as well, making them do things they normally wouldn't be able to do. Okay. So the legend could have been changed as it has passed down, as we know, but I did read that this is a very like touchy topic for Navajo. It's like incredibly taboo to talk about with anyone who's outside of the tribe and you know, they don't mention skinwalkers to other people. Mm-hmm. I There's a whole lot about it. There's, you know, I could do an entire episode about, like, you know, the tension between them and what happened during that time. So I might look into that. But that was mm-hmm. just kind of, like, you know, something that did come up a lot. Um, So I thought it was pretty interesting. I'm not saying, you know, pulling a Zach Bagans and being like, or oh, it's Native <laughs> Americans. Like, no, I'm... Yeah. Just letting you know the history. There's context there. There's context. There's like actual history mm. of, of that being there. Anyway, was the land cursed? Hard to say, but I do think it's very interesting. So Robert Bigelow assembled his crew for NIDS, and they all, you know, studied the ranch, and they set up camp, as I had mentioned. So they set up equipment to record or capture. They had cameras And I guess they had similar experiences to what the Shermans were seeing. Mm. One NIDS consultant was a retired Army intelligence officer, and his name was John Alexander. So in an interview, he said that a, quote, precognitive sentient intelligence was at work on the ranch. So it somehow was, like, playing with them because I guess it, like, knew that they were trying to capture it and, you know, the second they stopped filming or something, you know, something would happen right away, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, you know, typical. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it somehow predicted what the team was going to do and they would kind of, you know, tiptoe around the equipment accordingly. So things were going on, but naturally they wouldn't be able to capture it. Um, I mean, this dude was like a former intelligent guy for the military so i Mm -hmm. feel like you wouldn't say that if you didn't mean it but what do i know a book called the hunt for the skinwalker was released in 2005 by it it was co-written by or published i guess by george knapp and colm keller and george knapp was the original reporter from the sherman's 1996 article Mm. according to the new york times in 2007 this was picked up by the Pentagon and the Defense Intelligence Agency went to visit the ranch. No shit. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. So soon after, a program was established called the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Applications Program or the AAWSAP. And it was given to Bigelow under a government contract. Holy cow. Little, little <laughs> sus, but... <laughs> um, yeah, what's um, going on there? What, what are his nope, connections? Nothing to see here. <laughs> okay. So the company received $22 million oh to study and generate reports on exotic science, UFOs, and other phenomena going on. The strange events on the ranch as well as other locations, you know, bearing... Paranormal anomalies were involved in the study, um, and this is all in a New York Times article. So the AWASP, the AWASP, <laughs> A-A-W-S-A-P, was canceled after um, two years in 2011. The you know government funding ran out for the project. So attempts to secure money for further research was denied. Meanwhile, the Pentagon's UFO investigation program, the Advanced Aerospace <laughs> Threat Identification Program, or the AA, the ATIP, 
the a a t the a a t i p <laughs> that one's better than the other one right the awasp <laughs> um so the ATIP continued looking into unknown aerial encounters by the U.S. military. So in 2016, Bigelow sold the ranch and a documentary was made in 2018 along with multiple documentaries and books. I watched, I binge watched like half a History Channel documentary last night um, when I was pulling research for this and... He denies that he ever had any, like, involvement with the CIA. <laughs> um, <laughs> I doubt that. Right. Aside from that, here's, like, an additional timeline of things that were going on in the area. In 1915, someone living there was visited by a strange man who said that, you know, they are not allowed to dig there. And that was something that was a common theme in like everything it's like the second someone starts to dig like bad things happen oh in the documentary i watched this one man started to dig and then he got a welt on his head and he had to go to the hospital because it was like a goose egg that was oh like swollen so that's so weird uh, yeah that really freaks so out. yeah that was something that was like no matter what you do like don't dig that that was even on the contract before so i don't know what like if it's like a you know, burial ground, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what is going on, but don't dig, do not dig. Noted. You will not find gold. Um, <laughs> the first cow mutilation was reported in 1930. In 1944, the first UFO sighting in the area was reported. There might have been some before then, but that was like the first documented one. Between the 50s and 60s, there was a huge surge in sightings. There was anywhere from like 100 to 200. And in the 1970s, Utah State professor Frank Salisbury wrote a well-documented book about hundreds of UFO sightings in the area. And then, kind of also sus, but in 1981, NASA built an observatory 16 miles north of the ranch, and then it was discontinued in 1989. Hmm. So there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot going on. I, you know, this could have been like a two-parter. There was a lot that I condensed, but I just tried to give you the surface of it. That's amazing. For some reason, that really freaked me out. I know. The first time I ever heard it, I like, it it shook me. I'm like, this is so messed up on so many. Yeah. Do you know who owns it now? It is owned by someone named... A real estate manager named Brandon Fugel. Hmm. He bought it off of Robert Bigelow, and he was the one that created the most like recent documentary that's on history. So it's on Hulu. Wow. Um, that's how I watched it last night. So that's so weird. And yeah, it's um, pretty crazy. There's a lot of rabbit holes. The documentary was like fine. Mm. Um, so we should visit right i don't know if you can but um i don't know if i'd want to i there's like too much it's like if it was just like a paranormal or if it was like okay ufo but there's like too much it's like a yeah it's like a carnival for crypto like i just i don't know it's just a lot going on there's just a lot that it's like australia there's a lot of things that want me (laughs) dead so i'm just not going to (laughs) Sorry to our uh, Australian listeners. Yeah, but it's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the Skinwalker Ranch, and oh it even God. just sounds spooky, so. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. I told you it was a wild one. Like, it, it basically covered everything. I'm like, it could have been a paranormal. It could have been the yeah. things I wish I learned because so of what happened with, like, the Utes and the Navajo and... yeah. Maybe I'll cover that in a later date. There was a lot there. so I look forward to it. Yes. So mine, <laughs> mine isn't as extensive, I don't think, as yours, but we'll give it a shot. Okay. Okay. Shoot your shoot. So have you heard those stories about women who don't know they're pregnant and then they like give birth in a McDonald's bathroom or something? Like the show, I didn't know I was pregnant? Exactly. But yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> I've never seen that show, but yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. No, it's um, 
I'm like, how do you not know? But I guess it does. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess sometimes yeah. you just don't know. And and then, God, can you? That would be so stressful. Would you name it Ronald? If, like, if you had it Ronald? at McDonald's? Oh, no, I would <laughs> not. Can you imagine that story? Like telling your first grade class, I was born in a McDonald's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, better than, I guess, some other places. Um, but yeah, this this story isn't about that. In fact, it's about the opposite. I didn't know I was a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, but really, like, I don't know what my first memory was, you know? Like, when Mm. did I start? I don't know. Anyway, I think I was probably crying, but that was yesterday. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, my neither. It's the opposite. I didn't know I... I thought I was pregnant, but I wasn't. Oh. Bingo. Ding, okay. ding, 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 ding. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was a baby. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Almost, kind of. Okay. <laughs> I'm a baby. I thought I was a do- an adult. <laughs> oh. Don't grow up. It's a trap. Aren't we all babies in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. I mean, Compared. we enter this world without teeth and bald, and we leave yeah. this world without teeth and bald maybe yeah okay yeah anyway okay for another day another day the standard definition of a cryptic pregnancy is what we just talked about is when the person giving birth doesn't know they're pregnant until they actually give birth but a small community of women online have co-opted this language to include a different concept they're pregnant despite negative tests And this is because of lower hormone levels. And these women believe that because their hormone levels are lower, these pregnancies can last years. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Years. Oh, honey. There's no medical evidence to suggest that this is possible. So It's just been cooking in there for a while. Yeah. It's a a psychological issue. For sure. Um, But... We're going to talk about these kinds of cryptic pregnancies okay? that aren't actually pregnancies because they're not pregnant, but they think they're pregnant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I follow. Yeah. But they, they also call them cryptic pregnancies or like CP for short. Okay. They'll be like, I'm a CP Another warrior. Acronym. Yeah. The main website with quote unquote information mm-hmm. <laughs> about this is called the Gilmore Foundation. All right, so the Gilmore Foundation's website is, like, a pretty bad website. Sorry, but it's run by someone named Suzanne Huntley, and I tried to find out who she is, and I have no idea. But she considers herself an expert on cryptic pregnancy and has an entire website with different pages about things like, what is a cryptic pregnancy? What are the symptoms? What should you expect? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Is she, like, encouraging it? She's presenting it as something that is real. Okay. Mm-hmm. They also run a support group on Facebook um, that has over 8,500 likes. Mm-hmm. So they have a wide audience. I don't know if people like it because they believe in it or because they are just interested in the content. I'm not sure. But... All of the information about it that I will say is false. Just say no. Okay. Okay. So, according to the quote-unquote experts, a cryptic pregnancy is one that is missed by tests and ultrasounds. So, this happens, too, like when you're actually pregnant and you don't know um, sometimes. But in these pregnancies, like you take you know, a normal test, you take a blood test and they're all negative, but they still believe they're pregnant and the fetus grows really, really slowly and can be in there for years or even decades. Yeah. Decades. Decades. Okay. Mm -hmm. People who subscribe to this theory, I guess, claim that it's because you have lower levels of this hormone called human cor- human chorionic gonadotropin 
or HCG, which is the hormone that your body produces when you're pregnant. And I think it's what pregnancy tests detect. Got it. But they they say, like, the levels are just too low to be detectable. But they're still there because you're still pregnant. No, no, it's there. I swear. Yeah, it's there. Just look again. The average length of a cryptic pregnancy is three to five years, but can also be between 22 months and nine years. Can you imagine thinking you're pregnant for nine years? Would I still be ready to give birth after that? Like, right. Like, would it, so like, would it come out as a nine-year-old? <laughs> Just be like, all right, time for image. school. <laughs> you're in third grade. Oh <laughs> no. my God. <laughs> no i mean i would just blame everything i do on like food cravings and be like, right. sorry sorry i'm sorry pregnant. i ate three tubs of ice cream it's just my baby my baby has been growing for the past five years <laughs> and i need to feed it oh how, how long are you oh any day now <laughs> it's been five years on the on the gilmore foundation website it says the concept of the mother being in denial about the pregnancy is not relevant and false. There are many common misconceptions about cryptic pregnancy and most of the information that is available is not correct. So it's they're doing the whole like conspiracy theory thing of like you can't trust anyone else. Of course. Kind of thing. They also talk about the mainstream media. So it's it's one of those things. You okay. Know? It's like you can't trust any other source on this. We're the only true ones. And then people can't be convinced otherwise on the website they also say that when a mother who is unaware of her pregnancy delivers they assume that she only carried 40 or so weeks because this is all anyone knows but if she doesn't know she's pregnant until she has a baby she has no idea how long she was actually pregnant okay i have a question yeah do they still get their periods that's a good question, and I will okay. touch on that. I'm, that's just, like, the first thing. It's like, can you please buy me an extra strength tampon? But I right. swear I'm still... I'm pregnant, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So the classic characteristics that they claim belong to a cryptic pregnancy are when you have negative urine and blood pregnancy tests, um, typical pregnancy symptoms... Although sometimes they're milder than a normal pregnancy and kind of come and go. And negative ultrasounds where they don't see anything on the ultrasound. Um, I think I saw something like on Dr. Phil about this. Yes. Okay. Well, his license, he's not even licensed anymore. It expired. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't really like like the whole concept of like psychoanalyzing people on reality TV. No, I mean, I do that for reality tv but yeah, i don't do it on, on reality tv <laughs> right exactly the website claims that cryptic pregnancies occur to women who have a hormonal imbalance that could be caused by things like polycystic ovary syndrome perimenopause women who were recently pregnant and their hormones haven't come back to normal before being pregnant again or who are breastfeeding and their hormones haven't gone back to normal. Or if they have low body fat, if they're using hormonal birth control, or have used and failed, uh, or have incorrectly used Plan B, um, if they eat soy. <laughs> of all the things. Yeah, I don't know. Or have autoimmune or thyroid issues, or if they lose a bunch of weight. And their it messes up their hormones or something. Okay. So they claim that these hormonal issues keeps the body from knowing that it's pregnant completely. So the pregnant person continues to have periods as well as ovulate, which they say can be extremely confusing. It's like, no shit. Like, it's because they're because having it their period. means that you're not pregnant. But yeah. what do I know? I'm also not a doctor. <laughs> Um, it's, they said the body, like, because of this, the body doesn't know 100% that it's pregnant, and so the baby isn't developing at a normal rate, so that's why they can last so long, but they're born, when they're born, they're normal, they just don't develop at the same rate, I guess. Um, okay. They said things that don't cause a cryptic pregnancy in case you were wondering, are stress, 
psychological denial, diet, vitamin deficiency, lifestyle, the father's DNA, or the blood type of the mother or father. Okay. They said these are common misconceptions about what causes cryptic pregnancy. I'm like, who's talking about this? Like, who has misconceptions about this? Like, they're all wrong anyway. Right. Scientifically. It's all misinformation. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. I, this is sad. I know. So, other symptoms include your typical pregnancy symptoms. So, you can have nausea, fatigue, weight gain, mood swings, breast changes, headaches, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very long list of symptoms. I usually just have that when I'm on my period, so. I know, right? Like, I... like anything can really be a pregnancy symptom at this right. point. <laughs> uh. um, as I said, periods do continue, but they become, quote unquote, odd, which means they can become very irregular or, this is a description on the website, which I think is very interesting, they can be light, heavy, or only spotting. They can be very short or very long. They may have large or tiny clots or none. The blood can be a variety of colors. It can be thick or thin, um, have different textures, and they'll be they'll come at erratic times. Um, sometimes you might have no period. Sometimes you might have a couple in a month. And they're not predictable or regular. And I'm like, that's just a period. That's just a period. That's just being a woman. They're like, it could be heavy or light. It could be. It's like, but... But that's, that's also... Also... How that works. Yeah. It's a, the odd periods do not threaten the pregnancy, no matter how heavy, painful, or long. Oh. Okay. All okay. right. They said that you could get a positive pregnancy test once the fetus is developed to a point where it's like at a normal stage of development. So if you get pregnant again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <coughs> All right. So basically this entire time, like you could not be pregnant and then maybe you get pregnant and then you're like, it's been there the whole time kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. think that's how that works. I don't know. They also said that a negative ultrasound doesn't mean you're not pregnant because they're not thorough enough. I'm sorry. They're not thorough They're enough? not thorough enough. They're saying that unless you are already confirmed pregnant with some kind of test, then they don't do a thorough enough ultrasound and will miss it. And if you have some kind of abnormality with your uterus, so like a lot of women are saying, oh, I have a retroverted uterus, which is where it tilts in the opposite direction. And that can make, I think that actually does make ultrasounds difficult. Or, like, it's it could be shaped differently or something. But they said also negative during cryptic pregnancy is CT scans, MRIs, and x-rays. So, it's invisible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says that the women who believe they're pregnant, cryptically pregnant, you may be, they may be told that, so, a lot of times they actually feel something moving in their stomach. Like, they, they, they're convinced and they feel this. And I do too when I've eaten too much like spicy food. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, there's an alien. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Or like prune juice, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like definitely a digestive thing anyway. for me. And it says they may be told that the fetal movement is gas, IBS, your bowels moving, your muscles moving, all of these things. So, like, what your body is actually doing. Yeah. You might be told your body is acting completely normal. Mm-hmm. This is not normal. <laughs> they may be diagnosed with certain issues like gallbladder issues, celiac disease, cysts, PCOS, um, any, anything really. And it says, if you continue to insist that you're pregnant to the same doctor or hospital, eventually they'll recommend you see a mental health counselor. Women have been given interventions by their doctors, and some have even been held against their will in a psychiatric hospital. So, yeah. Uh, It says, if you show them your abdomen's growing, they'll tell you you're just fat or that you have IBS. And they emphasize that you should be prepared to give birth at home because no one, you won't have a choice. And if you go to the hospital, they won't believe you. However, there is something called a phantom pregnancy or pseudocyesis, mm-hmm. 
which is when people experience pregnancy s- symptoms but aren't pregnant. And mm. scientists don't really know what causes this, but... How long does it typically last? It could last for weeks, months, or years. Interesting. Oh, I hope I don't get that. No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Okay, sorry. Gosh. It could be caused by an intense desire to get pregnant for whatever reason. And then... So, like, your body is super ready. Right. Your body's ready and your brain is, like, if you have any sort of pregnancy-related symptoms, like, you know, I don't know. It's like, I woke up with a headache. Oh, my God. Exactly. I really want salty food. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Your brain interprets these symptoms as pregnancy and then it triggers hormones that lead to further symptoms like pregnancy symptoms Hmm. so it's kind of like your brain misinterpreting the way you're feeling okay also during pregnancy male partners may also experience something called sympathetic pregnancy (laughs) where they feel like they're pregnant men yeah okay interesting which is very interesting i think it can also be related to some kind of physical issue or like disease obviously But symptoms of the phantom pregnancy include um, interruption of your period, swollen abdomen, enlarged and tender breasts, and changes with those, feeling like you feel movement in your abdomen, um, nausea, and weight gain. And these symptoms, like, actually happen. So I can understand how it can be confusing. Sure. Um, this treatment is psychological support. Mm. So, and the interesting thing I thought is also is if someone going through this is like put under anesthesia or eventually convinced that they're not pregnant, their symptoms disappear. So like if you're put under anesthesia, like your swollen abdomen will like go back to normal. Because you're not actively thinking about it. Because your body, like, snaps back. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, it's so interesting how, like, the the mind... That's, I mean, it's a powerful effects. thing, yeah. for sure. I, yeah. Dude. It's, it's weird. It's wild. I don't fully understand the difference between phantom pregnancy and cryptic pregnancy, as it's described by this website, the, the Gilmore Foundation. I have a feeling or I get the impression that maybe a lot of these things start out as a phantom pregnancy and Mm -hmm. then they're sort of convinced through this like weird kind of like misinformation that it's not that. And so then they keep it up. They like hold on to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I'm I'm not 100% sure which like what, what the difference is. But the foundation says that when it's time to give birth to your baby who's been inside of you for like 10 years, um, <laughs> you'll you'll experience labor. It's called prodromal labor, which is a real thing which pregnant people get it, like throughout the pregnancy. They'll feel kind of like small contractions, but it's not labor. But it's your body basically preparing for the eventuality of going to labor. I don't know. Pregnancy is horrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I think, no, I think people, about that a lot. It's, it's amazing, but I'm yeah. like, I. Oh. It's amazing, but it's like grueling on your body. And I don't know. It just sounds not very fun. Um, but they they believe that this labor, you'll experience it for years like on and off okay and then unexpectedly you'll give birth it's like your water break i don't i have no idea like would you piss yourself and be like okay it's it's time i don't that actually happened um i didn't include this in my notes but there was a case of phantom pregnancy that someone documented in the 60s where the woman thought she was going into labor and they thought her water broke but it was like urine Mm. yeah i'm getting like phantom twinges <laughs> myself i'm like yeah oh. it's it's weird <laughs> my back mm-hmm. it's just because i'm like hunched like quasimodo all day and like, <laughs> i'm trying to sit upright yeah i feel that i feel that. i'm also like i know i have ice cream in the freezer and i'm like mm. uh, we still have to eat our candle ice cream yes yeah. not candle flavored but our yeah the one we bought our draw the candle i like opened it 
and then I didn't eat it. So okay, we should eat it. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Dr. Phil because I also <laughs> watched the clip from that show. That poor lady. Yeah. So a woman on Dr. Phil, and this was a few years ago. Is Dr. Phil even on still? Um, I don't, I feel like he is. Have you seen his house? No. Oh my God. It's horrifying. It's like, is it like a sex chamber? Like what's horrifying? <laughs> it's like a McMansion that's in like the worst possible way. Wait, let me find it. Let me show you. It was for sale in January 2020 for $5.75 million. Allegedly, it's used by a family member, but I think that's just an excuse. Okay. Oh. What are those lips on the stairs? Sir. Look at all those guns. I know. Sir. On the wall. Ew. It looks like a Vegas, like, <laughs> sweet. He does not have taste. I'm sorry, sir. But I know. I'm not sorry. I'm- it's so bad. Snakeskin on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't Ew. notice that. Yeah, everyone uh. on Twitter was like, "It looks like it was designed by a serial killer." <laughs> Someone was like, "It needs to be gutted and exercised." Anyway, I will Dr. say, I saw an article from a year ago that Dr. Phil on his show said he urged politicians to shut up and let the scientists speak. So thank you, Phil. Oh, good. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I think it's still a show. I haven't seen anything. I feel like we wouldn't know if it ended. Okay, anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole looking at his mustache, and I... (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Phil. Phil. So a woman on Dr. Phil claimed that she'd been pregnant for three years, seven months, although she had her tubes tied at age 20, and she was, like, in her 40s or something at this point. Okay. She claims she got pregnant at 40, and she's seen her stomach grow for the entire time, although at a slow rate. She had tender breasts and mood swings. She went in for tests that were all negative, and she said, quote, I don't care what medical degree they have. I am a thousand percent certain that I am pregnant. Thousand percent. A thousand I mean, percent. that's pretty. I mean, I may not be a mathematician. Yeah. But that's pretty certain. That's pretty high. But yeah, I don't know about that. She also said she felt movement in her stomach, and she believed she was carrying six babies. Six. Yeah, a lot of these women believe they're carrying multiple babies. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So she felt movement in her stomach. Thought she was carrying six babies. But on the show, she was on the show. They also showed her like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so it's like he'll have his father's eyes, <laughs> right? Okay. Like, all right. All right. Her family, of course, doesn't believe her. She said it has torn her family apart, and that she's sick and tired of being pregnant. She, she said she originally went to the doctor because she was having these symptoms and was told that she wasn't pregnant, and then she was relieved, but then. Like, six months to a year down the road, her symptoms continued, and so, yeah, so then she was convinced that it's this type of pregnancy. Okay. And I I didn't watch this part, but I guess on Dr. Phil, they brought in, like, a doctor to do an ultrasound, and they didn't find anything either, mm. and she was just like, it wasn't thorough enough, but she claims she has a retroverted uterus. And that the pregnancy happens in the back, so it's not visible from the front. I also I don't, don't think that's how that works. But I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think she's pregnant. But right, <laughs> I can I, confirm. I don't know. Probably not. But yeah, one woman I found on YouTube. So there's tons of women like on Instagram and YouTube who are kind of a community, sort of trying to support each other with it. Mm-hmm. And one woman I found on YouTube claimed to have a cystic pregnancy. And her latest video, she ended up in the hospital with heart failure, Mm. which she thinks was caused by her babies growing too large. And I just like, yeah. Another woman I found has been pregnant for two years. And she does post photos on Instagram of like her baby bump. And it looks like she's pregnant. Like it looks like if she, if I didn't know, I would think she was, but she's not. Interesting. Yeah. And a lot of these women use at-home fetal Dopplers, which are 
these little machines you can use to listen to a baby's heartbeat. And so they claim they can hear a heartbeat on the fetal Doppler, but really they also pick up like other sounds your body makes, mm. which are a lot. Cause your body you can probably also hear your own doing heartbeat. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand definitely like the mistrust of the medical community, mm-hmm. especially by women right. and like women of color. Yeah. Because countless women tell stories of being dismissed by their doctors and having to do their own research or turn to alternative methods, not just in pregnancy, but in general. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for pregnancies, black and indigenous women over 30 are four to five times more likely to die in childbirth in America than white women. Ugh. So the distrust of the medical community is real and these disparities exist. It also, the whole concept also seems to be closely connected to religion. A lot of the women on Instagram are very Christian. It's sort of like the anti-vax, like Christian woo sort of thing. Okay. I don't know. Makes sense. I just thought that was interesting. But many of these women also claim that they didn't even want pregnancies in the first place. But then they this like kind of happened to them sort of thing. Maybe oh. there's like some Virgin Mary undertones. Maybe I'm psychoanalyzing people too much you know it's interesting because i i looked up you know this on dr frill or whatever Mm -hmm. and one of the stories that pops up is a teen believes she's pregnant with baby jesus oh my god see so (laughs) i don't know there you go yeah i don't know maybe it's like a i think about what you've said a lot of times where like in really religious communities like sex is considered to be like really dirty and awful Mm. and then like when people actually get married and and do the deed like they have problems with it because their Mm -hmm. whole life they thought it was like bad yeah so maybe it's just kind of like oh i did it so i must be because this Mm -hmm. is why i don't know yeah i'm just speculating but yeah it's certainly very interesting i don't have any if or yeah i don't have any of the answers but Ultimately, I just think it's pretty sad and it yeah. sounds really distressing too. Like, can For you sure. imagine feeling like you know 100% that you're pregnant, but no one believes you? Right. But it's a delusion, but you can't snap out of it. Yeah. Not that people snap out of it. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. like no one can convince you otherwise. And right. I, I bet that's really frustrating. Like, I bet it's hard for all parties involved. Yeah, like their families and everything. Yeah. Because a lot of these women posting on instagram and stuff they're like my friends are my rock and all this stuff i'm like are your friends enabling this like does your husband believe in this right like i don't know it's it's not like there are doctors who are saying this is possible it's like this fringe website in the weird corners of the internet authored by someone who i have no idea who they are right with no medical i don't know qualifications okay so I just hope that they can get the help that they need. Yeah. Um, and yeah, something else I thought was interesting was that a couple people in history who have may have had phantom pregnancies, so not, I don't know if it's quite, again, I don't know really what the difference is, but Mary, Queen Mary the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary Queen of Scots or is that her? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Queen Mary the first. Thought she had a phantom pregnancy because she felt like she was pregnant for over a year and then it stopped. And then she, I read that she thought it was because she wasn't um, harsh enough on her heretics. So I guess then she went and killed more people or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also Anna O, who was the patient of Josef Poya, he was one of Freud's colleagues in Austria and also like a psychoanalyst. And Anna had a lot going on but i could probably do an episode on her but at one point she also thought she was pregnant with her therapist's child but it was a phantom pregnancy Mm. that's it i just like went down this rabbit hole and was watching all these youtube videos and stalking people on instagram and it's like very intense yeah and they're all like super convinced and then everyone's commenting and they're like it's so inspiring to see you two years in. I'm six years on my journey, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. God has chosen us, you know, and it's it's like, yeah, it's just really sad. It is really sad. So. I hope they 
are okay. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, it's, it is sad. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I should say congratulations or like, I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to think about like, if I was like married to someone or had a friend who was like doing this, what would I, like, cause you can't really convince them otherwise, you know? Right. I guess like just have an intervention or just, you know, say, you know, it's been a while, like you're not showing, like Mm -hmm. I can go with you to the ultrasound. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the line is to be in like supportive and also just be, Mm -hmm. I guess when like people have their mindset on things or it's like, you know, people with eating disorders, like see things differently or in an altered way so it's mm-hmm. like the mind is very mm-hmm. powerful i don't know that's crazy yeah. it could also be like some different medical condition you know yeah that they're not getting treatment for so i don't know there you have that's it oh my god thank you all so much for listening to episode 20 thank you tune in next week for our 21st birthday ah, <laughs> we should have a party yeah for another paranormal tale Ooh. report We would like to thank the artists that have helped us. Our music is composed by Colin Whitlish, and music production is by Justin Toom. And our cover art is by Erica Chase. Would you like to tell them where to find us? You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can send us your own listener reports or just say hi at theinsomniareport at gmail.com. I'm Margo. And I'm Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you next time. Stay sleepy and spooky and um, have a great week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay gold. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. Good night.